Love this podcast? Support this show through the supporter feature from Acast. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more, with Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Welcome to Jerusalem Unplugged, the only podcast dedicated to Jerusalem, its history, and its people. Your host, Roberto Matza, will bring you guests discussing their relationship with the Holy City, a journey through history, society, feelings, and hopes for the future. Follow the podcast on all social media platforms at Jerusalem Unplugged. Welcome to Jerusalem Unplugged, a podcast dedicated to Jerusalem, its history, and its people. I'm your host, Roberto Mazza, and today my guest is Chef Ibrahim Abu Seir. This is the first episode dedicated to Jerusalem and its food. My guest, Pastor Chef Ibrahim Abu Seir, currently owns a new business dedicated to European and Oriental pastry. The business is just located at the entrance of the old city through the relatively unknown and little used new gate. So this is a good reason to go there, go through that gate and enjoy all the pastries that Chef Abu Sayir is offering. Now there's a lot of stories connected to Chef uh, Abu Sayir, including the fact that his family is from Nablus and while moving to Jerusalem, they brought with them the recipe of knafe made with cheese. And this is something that we are going to definitely talk about. Chef, it is a pleasure having you on the show. Welcome. Thank you. Thank you for choosing me, being part of your show. I want to remind the listeners that because the show has been recorded at the very end of what they know they called uh, Seger, so the lockdown in Jerusalem. Uh, Chef is now being interviewed in his own business, and you can hear uh, people chatting and the clattering of the coffee mugs and people buying and consuming pastries. So, this is a good sign of life, and I decided to keep that noise as a reminder that finally it looks like uh, COVID is towards the end, uh, and hopefully, inshallah. Uh, life will restart in the coming months. 
to every guest, I'm always asking one question, and it's the same for everyone. Chef, what is your Jerusalem? In other words, what is your connection with the city? No, being uh, just a Jerusalemite, it's, uh, I think it's somewhere, it's, it's a bad and a good. It's bad because you cannot go far away from Jerusalem. And it's good because you are living in Jerusalem. Uh, actually, my parents came from Nablus uh, 1859. Uh, 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 and uh, my, my dad decided to open a, a small sweet shop in, in the old city of Jerusalem. I have the privilege to be being born in the old city of Jerusalem. I can't forget uh, the way we we played all around in the old city uh, places, and uh, my 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 school have been in in Jerusalem itself, uh, Tarasanta. It's in the old city, and uh, at that time, uh, the historic things of being Jerusalemite. And you parents have a shop inside the old city to have the privilege to, to take a, a, a break from the school in the middle of the day and going to the old city, having the small play, a piece of knappe as a lunch and going back to the school. You know, that's something nobody, a very rare people has this opportunity to enjoy the Jerusalem of the old city. You know, I travel all around of, uh, of the world, nearly, all the near places. They have those most significant, significant uh, places, but they don't have Jerusalem. Jerusalem, who's Jerusalemite? The moment he's going out from the Dead Sea to the Jerusalem, the moment he's getting to the heights, he opened the, the window and start smelling the air of Jerusalem. It sounds crazy, but only Jerusalemite people, they have the privilege to know that. I must say that a previous guest mentioned exactly the same thing. Um, one of the previous guests uh, talked about... Uh, smelling the air of Jerusalem coming from the mountains. And she was saying that it's a unique experience, something that you cannot uh, smell in other parts of, uh, of the area, that it's unique to Jerusalem. And uh, I, I never paid much attention, but I, I always promised myself that now I know there is something unique I want to next time in Jerusalem. I want to ask you something about growing in the old city of Jerusalem which is a fascinating story, uh, particularly across the 1960s. How was the life of chef-to-be? How was the life of the life of Ibrahim Abu Sayyir growing in the old city of Jerusalem, if I may? You know, uh, again, uh, being a Jerusalemite, I have been born in the old city of, of, uh, uh, of Jerusalem. You know, I can't uh, forget that the moment that my father decided to open the a, a sweet shop like Nafe Baklava, and he's, he's a, he's a well-known chef about this issue only. 
and my brother and my grandfather and my uncles, they are working in the same uh, profession. Uh, our house used to be in the old city also. I can't forget the way that we are, the children and the women, of helping dad or the family of uh, opening the business, like the taking care of the good walnut, taking care of the clean pistachio to prepare for the job. So uh, just uh, working as, a, uh, as getting the small profession from my parents, yes, I, I have it from the beginning of my life. Uh, the way I get to the to my field to the to European, that's the way of uh, getting the Jer Jerusalemite taste within the European taste, mixing the most taste of the chocolate and the uh, dates of Jerusalem or the the uh, rose water or the zaatar somewhere in the, in in our bread. Uh, making bukacha with zaatar, you know, it's a it's a different name, European name, and you have the zaatar. The moment you hear zaatar, you said, okay, that's Jerusalemite or Middle East. Let us say more correct. Do you think there is a specific pastry or sweet that is unique to Jerusalem? Actually, I can't say there is a, a specific, maybe I don't know also, but uh, Jerusalem, it has been passed all the years of getting uh, somebody to take the lead of Jerusalem. Like uh, from 5,000 years till now, we done, we, Jerusalem hasn't lived independently. Only they live somebody has taken control of Jerusalem. You know why they, all the people, they have the most beautiful things, but don't, don't, they don't have Jerusalem. Jerusalem is something unique. The people would like to have it. More of the negotiation is happening now. It's only, they are talking mainly about first Jerusalem. True, but still it's uh, hard to find the solution about it let me ask you, you know, something because I, like, I yes i i read something um and it's, it's fascinating in an interview you mentioned that your family brought from nablus knafe with cheese and i must say that was like uh, a trigger for like wow i didn't know that uh can you tell me what would is different uh, the knafe in, in jerusalem from the one in nablus you know, my family, it's like maybe 100 or 150 years ago, the Knafe, my grand-grandfather, he brought somebody from Syria to make some sweets. And one of the things we, they did together is the Knafe. The Knafe at that time wasn't made from cheese mainly. It has been from nuts. And the uh, 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 financial way, the nuts is more ex expensive than the cheese. Especially in the north, there is a lot of green, a lot of lamb, a lot of goat. So people, they are doing 
more cheese than nuts. And suddenly, grand, my grandfather uh, decided to, to try the knafe with cheese. So uh, I, I have the honor to, to, to have one of my grandfather that he changed the knafe from nuts to cheese. And the, the most uh, uh, amazing thing is the, the way they are getting to the knafe, to the old city, the way they are doing the dough, the way they are bringing, from who they are bringing the, the cheese, they are making the, the knafe very special in Nablus. It's well known to know the knafe. When you hear knafe, you directly think about Nablus. But when you hear Begale, you directly think about Jerusalem. Begale, it's something like you say, okay, Begale, it's old city. And whatever <coughs> I'm going to the north to visit somebody, what do you need from Jerusalem? Begale. We have a very nice bakery, a very old bakery in Jerusalem. That maybe this oven, maybe 100 years ago, uh, or age, the, the, the oven. And he's still making the same bagel. You taste the bagel outside Jerusalem, it is different than what he's doing. Because the humidity of the old city, the water, everything makes good effects of the bagel. I, I understand that. I grew up in uh, the north of Italy, in the area of the Parmesan cheese. It's unique. It's like it's made in that place, and whatever is done in other places, it's good, but it's not the same. So I totally understand that. I wanted to ask you something about, uh, you mentioned earlier, you know, people don't have Jerusalem, and Jerusalem is unique, um, also in terms of food. Another local chef, Ezra Kedem, uh, he talks about this idea of a melting pot of different cuisines in Jerusalem. Uh, do you see the same? Do you think uh, there is a melting pot going on? You should mention uh, Arab uh, sweets and European sweets. Do you think the way forward is to mix things together? Yeah, I think it's a, it's a nice taste of mixing the both together. Like we have on, uh, 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 on Ramadan, we have the kataye, the, the, <coughs> the pancake, the pancake. We have the pancake. I just told my daughter to, to make me a couple, please. <laughs> so we are doing, uh, I'm, today I'm trying uh, doing this pancake with the taste of passion fruit, raspberry, nice decorated with the ruby chocolate. That I'm trying to do, to put, to add the taste of the European to the taste of uh, Palestinian, or let's say Jerusalemite. Uh, I'm also, uh, this, uh, uh, this uh, today I'm making also something very unique. It's called Jerusalemite truffle. You know, when you say truffle, you directly say of oh, all oh, oh, the mushroom truffle, or you take about the, the, the about the truffle itself. You know, the chocolate truffle. Today I'm mixing together 
what what is things together uh, I'm, I'm making I'm making something from nuts and honey and dates I'm I'm making it with chocolate and some with pista it would look like uh, it would look like a truffle coated with chocolate but at the end uh, it will be i think it will it will be a nice idea i am imagining now the taste oh, it, it's it's fascinating to see i mean how tradition uh, and various traditions are coming together making something new uh, remaining with food Jerusalem cuisine is famous for being stuffed. Everything is stuffed. Veggie, uh, with meat and everything else. Is it the same with pastries? I mean, in terms of a traditional uh, uh, pasta in Jerusalem, is everything kind of like stuffed? No, not, uh, not, not everything, no, no. I agree with food, yes. With food, yes. But some... Um, uh, uh, we have some without stuffing, like mushabak. Mushabak, it's a, it's something that you deep fry it. We have the uh, awame, the zangula. It's also deep fried. You you don't stuff it, but it will be great for the, for example, the cold zangula, and you fill it with some uh, ganache or chocolate. You know, that's uh, an idea of having uh, such a great idea of doing taste and the dessert, not not necessarily to have everything stuff. Wow, that's not, very, not that's like very the interesting. Uh, I must say that I need to try something like that one day. I wanted to ask you something about another uh, very... Uh, common it's not really a sweet but uh, uh certainly something that you can find like in your place in bakeries burekas uh there's a lot of stories who brought burekas to jerusalem i'm not really interested if it was like uh, the arabs the jews or anybody else but i, I was wondering how do you make your burekas you know something something i don't love i don't like i don't do that's what makes them by my petisserie so unique. Actually, one of the things that people that are doing of the barakas, it's not really from uh, from butter. People that are doing the barakas here in this country from margarine. And margarine, it's, uh, you know, something like it will stick on your blood. And uh, actually, my place is... Uh, very unique, small. I don't have the th the time and the place of thinking about doing these borekas. But, uh, I believe of doing things, uh, especially in Jerusalem, doing things from hearts. Something I don't like, I don't do. And I have my customers here that they said, or oh, okay, they are coming to the old city. The moment they are getting to the old city, they are thinking about tahina, begale, knafe, baklava, sumsum. And that's what they are thinking. Suddenly they are getting to the new gate. 
and they are facing my little petisserie with the European side. Most of the people there, what this place is doing in the old city. That's the idea of my, uh, my view at, uh, of being Jerusalemite uh, in the old city. I have to do something different that people would like. And I think I, I succeed to do that. Alhamdulillah. Alhamdulillah, I, I'm pretty sure of that. Let me ask you something about ingredients because you just mentioned margarine, which is obviously terrible. Do you have uh, specific ingredients that are coming from Jerusalem that are you using that you're using in your in your pastries? No, one of the uh, chocolate I can't find in Jerusalem. I have to be realistic. But one of the things that mainly I'm using a lot and I'm buying only from Jerusalem is the spices. This what make our Christmas stolen. Stolen it's a very Christmas uh, cake in Germany, in Austria sometimes. What make it so special is the spices I bought from the old city. Everybody is telling me it has a nice aroma, nice spice. And only from getting down to the market and having this uh, 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 fresh spices. Like the ginger and uh, all the, you know, the spice market. Our spice market is so special in Jerusalem. Yeah, and Inshallah is going to be uh, now filled with people once uh, COVID will be over. Inshallah. I saw some Inshallah. pictures online and it really was sad to see all of Yale is completely deserted and the shops closed. So hopefully. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I wanted yeah. to ask you this because you mentioned that you open your business in by the new gate, which is a rather unique place in the city. It's uh, in the Christian quarter. Uh, facing Notre Dame, uh, and it's unusual for people, tourists, for instance, to walk around. Is there any particular reason why you open there? I have to tell you something, Roberto. No, uh, and until now, I don't know how things happen to open in the in the new year. It's God's will, you know. It is God's will to have the opportunity of uh, uh, being a Muslim, opening the Christian quarter, uh, a, a, a petisserie, European petisserie, a French petisserie. These all things, I can say only God's will. I searched so many places, but my thing, my good luck from God is to open here. And there is some effects. It happened that people here in the uh, in, in the Christian quarter they know me. I've been uh, I've been a pastry chef in Sarakar at the Notre Dame for 15 years. And being a Jerusalemite that has been studied at the Teresanta School, so most of the people of the Christmas uh, Christ, uh, Christian quarter. They know me personally, and there is maybe let us say from three houses, one of the houses 
one of his uh, or the father or the son or the daughter or the wife that I taught her the uh, the pastry profession. So I, these connections make uh, uh, I, I had no problem with that at all till now. I'm not feeling any any problem, and it will never happen. Okay. Yeah, I thought about. It's such a strange location, and I mean, personally, I know it very well. Uh, I I worked at the archives of the uh, custody of the Holy Land, which is just across the street. So, but I always noticed that there are not many people going around. So I was fascinated by this by this location, and uh, I found it unique. Really, I want to ask you something because you mentioned Terra Santa. So I want to bring you back to your youth, your childhood. Uh, Terra Santa is an amazing school. It's a very interesting institution. How was uh, Ibrahim Abu Seir in Terra Santa? Can you share some of the stories when you were growing up and studying there? You know, I can't forget the, the Father uh, Rock, the, the principal, the tall guy. You know, when you say Father Rock, in the in Interacenta and uh, all people that have been studying in Interacenta, they directly uh, never forget Father Rock. He has been tough and well known of educating the people, of taking care of the good manners and good respect, not smoking. Uh, work, working decent in the street. Whatever he's working decent in the street and he's seen one of his students behaving bad, the next day in the morning, come to the office. Get your family. Get your father. You know, that's we are missing here now. We are missing uh, the, the school that helps the parents to to educate their children in, 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 in manners, I mean. The school was at that time taking care of the health student, getting good manners. Now, the school is zero, helping their parents. And the parents, they don't have the time for their children. That means our children is lost. We are going to take a short break. Thank you for listening. And remember to join our Facebook page, Instagram, and Twitter accounts. If you have any story, anyone you want me to interview, please get in touch and let me know. Thank you for listening and enjoy the rest of the podcast. I was wondering, you, you grew up in the old city. Obviously, your family was running a business of... Uh, sweets and uh, pastries did you always feel that you were going to become a chef or you had at some point uh, thoughts about doing something different two things i have to say the first of myself the second is my family myself it's a uh, 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 i've been uh, when the moment i graduate one of my colleagues I plan to uh, to study engineer, something different. And suddenly, the my my colleague he told me, why don't we go to Bethlehem University 
We have, they have the hotel management, its languages, and so many offer, uh, uh, things that it can open for you. I said, I don't know. Let us try. Until now, I'm a hotelier. Uh, I, I like to, uh, to, to do things, you know. Uh, what's happened to me with the pastries, when I started my field, the first chef that I had is a, is a French uh, chef. The moment I get to his kitchen at the Hyatt Regency in Jerusalem, I tried to, I have a plan to work one year in the pastry, one year in the butcher, one year in the gold kitchen to get experience of all the kitchens. My chef refused to transfer me to other kitchens. Now I understand why he refused. Because he saw something inside the brain. Nobody saw it, only him. As an experienced guy. The second thing I'm telling you, uh, I have my, uh, my daughter, Mariam. Uh, my daughter, Mariam, she finished school uh, two years. She planning to get uh, nursing study. And suddenly, she decided to study chef by herself. After working with me for uh, like, together with the new shop, like three months, she decided to, to open, uh, to have to study chef. Uh, after making the good decision that we let her think again and again and again, she decided again to study chef, and in August she will start a, a, a good course in in Tel Aviv, in a high school, uh, in a very good school of uh, teaching culinary. That it costs a lots of money, but even her father is a chef. I decided that she she will go to go and see things differently than what. She can see it from her father. I think she can gain the two sides. So the tradition will go on with your children. You think they're uh, going to carry on with your tradition? I think it's a blessed thing. I think it's, uh, particularly in your business, I mean, sweet and pastries, they are very traditional. I think like uh, it's, it's nice to see the progression particularly that your family started, you are carry on and your children. I want to ask you something. You worked in uh, hotels, you have your own business, you live in the city, you saw the city changing in the 1960s from the Jordanians and then the Israelis, and then lots of politics, uh, lots of things have happened. How did you change? How did your work as a chef change vis-a-vis -vis all of these, uh, you know, changes in the city? Did uh, the politics, the events that unfolded influence your work? You know, uh, uh, I've been uh, the pastry chef of the David Citadel Hotel for 18 years. And it is a very high standards hotel and very expensive. Uh, I can uh, can deny that uh, 
I had the good opportunity of my chef to support me of being a, a, a Jerusalemite Muslim chef to be a, a, a pastry chef of this high standard hotel with high kosher also. It has been a very difficult time for me. How to think from being a Jerusalemite or being Isra Israeli. And I have to mix both of them of thinking. I cannot uh, deny or refuse of being in Israel, living in the old city. I have to think widely, not uh, taking things. Uh, I mean, profession. I'm not. Uh, I'm not talking. Uh, you know, chefs. They are very bad in politics. They are very bad. And uh, 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 the moment you decide to go to go this line of uh, a pro, uh, of profession of being uh, the pastry chef of the high standard hotel, you have to think widely how to do things nicely, how to open instead of big, baking big cakes, you have to make a small cakes that people would taste many types. Uh, the tastes of uh, European and uh, and uh, uh, Jerusalemite together, that I used to do it from that time, like uh, before maybe 15 years, one of the, uh, my chef asked me to do a menu for the lobby. One of the dessert that I did, it's kinafe filled with nuts and pistachio ice cream. Before 15 years, you know, it's not like yesterday, maybe more. I've been five years uh, out of the hotel. That means maybe before 20 years, I did that uh, in, in the hotel. That people, they didn't hear to have the knafe with ice cream. That's the, mis uh, the, the, the things I, I did in, the, in the, my experience of mixing and uh, being a, a chef, uh, passing all the the changing, it it happens in the, uh, uh, you know, uh, Jerusalem is the most beautiful city in the world, I think. But it has the most stupid people in the world. Uh, they think, it, I don't know, they are thinking very deeply of having bad things. Why he has, why I don't have. Why I have it, he should not have it. You know, that's only stupid things that are, we are thinking. They are giving energy on, on bad things instead of giving energy on good things, like shopping. Yeah, chocolate is always good. It's a very good energy. <laughs> I want to ask you something because you 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 said, and I would agree with you that chefs are good in the kitchen, not much good at politics. And yet, you and other chefs in Jerusalem created a group of people called uh, Chef for Peace. Try to use food uh, to establish 
I would say, a better dialogue between the various communities of Jerusalem. I was wondering, what do you make of this experience? If uh, any food can foster a positive dialogue? You know, I've been part of the Chefs of Peace since 20 years. And our uh, friend, uh, Kivork Alimian, who established this Chefs of Peace, uh, we had also we have also uh, always a nice expression about we are using the most sharpness utensils of uh, knives, but we are using good things from the knife, not to kill each other. Using the uh, the knife to to make the good food, and uh, actually the our chefs. When we meet together in the kitchen, and you will laugh, but I don't know, you will laugh about it. We we talk about two things. We don't about we don't talk about two things. We talk about we don't talk about religion and politics. We talk always about food and women. I was going to say food and football, but you said food and woman. <laughs> I totally understand that. <laughs> and woman will talk about men. It's uh, absolutely a, 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 a woman chefs also at the group. Really, you know why we think about chef for peace is uh, if you have a problem of with your wife, I think everybody will be quiet only in two ways. They're asleep or they are eating. I take this comment smiling, absolutely. <laughs> it's, it's a reality. The moment you are feeding, you have your mouth full, that means you are quiet. For that reason, the chefs of peace have a part of having uh, this kind of, uh, inshallah, the big president will make them food so we'll let them to live at least 10 minutes of peace in, at the table. I'm close to um, end this conversation, but I have a, still a couple of questions. One, how do you manage the smell of chocolate uh, all day long? You know, actually, uh, what what I taught my daughter every time we are opening a, a bag of chocolate, always to put her nose and smell. By years, she will let her nose know the percentage of the cocoa powder inside the chocolate without tasting. She has to get experience, and she's doing that. Wow, this is really can, professional. Yeah, yeah. I have one last question. If you were to summarize Jerusalem in one of your suites, let's say if you were to think about one cake or a pastry that would represent Jerusalem, and you now go to your kitchen and make it, what would it be? Chocolate. I will do chocolate. Chocolate cake, chocolate pastries. 
No, uh, actually we are doing now a chocolate eggs because of the Easter. You know, one of the things that, uh, like chocolate usually uh, eggs, it's an empty chocolate. But what I'm doing, I'm, I'm making a full eggs of chocolate. Like uh, I'm doing the egg as a cake, like a cream and coolie and some crunchy things. The egg, it's, it's like a cake, but the shape of egg. You know, I, w- I will do chocolate uh, praline. I will That's do okay. chocolate praline. I never thought Jerusalem and chocolate, but I think you just convinced me. <laughs> <laughs> Inshallah, in May, you will pass on your taste. This was Chef Ibrahim Abu Sehir with his interesting stories about pastries in Jerusalem and something about Jerusalem and chocolate that I didn't know. I want to wish him and all the businesses like he's badly hit by COVID great success once COVID will be behind us. Thank you once again, Chef Ibrahim Abu Sahir. Thank you very much, Roberto. Take care. And to all listeners, If you visit Jerusalem, remember, go through the new gate. It's worth. on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50% to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.